Welcome to Damaged Goods, where we talk about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Real and raw, funny and unfiltered. Unfiltered. Please welcome. Please welcome. Please welcome your hosts, Cynthia and Chrissy. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Damaged Goods. 54. Episode 54. Today, we are going to talk about unhealthy intimacy versus healthy intimacy. Um, and these are like in bullet bullet point um, form, kind of. I love a good bullet point. So, it, we can just talk about each one as we go. Yeah. So, number one. Okay, so unhealthy is going to be the first thing that I say, and then you might be able to tell it apart, obviously, but... Okay. Um, constantly anxious and tiptoeing pleasing partner versus natural, comfortable, and relaxed. Yeah, that's a big one. I think that's a huge one. I've definitely been in relationships where I felt like I had to walk on eggshells. Yeah, like you're tiptoeing around, or like, even, I've been in relationships where like, I'm, I would, I'm scared to like make plans just to like ask for like permission almost to go and do those plans. So you just like avoid it at all costs. I've been in relationships like that where like, you know, it's just going to be a fight. Yeah. So it's like. Or like not comfortable, like fully being yourself. yourself. Yeah. That's a huge one. Definitely. Um, the need to always be on the same page, having fights otherwise versus. Trying to understand the other point of view and respecting it. I was just talking about this with one of my clients and not just in like romantic relationships, but like people who can't see the other side of things. Yeah. Like it's like there are a lot of people. Yeah. It's crazy. Like they literally can't put themselves in someone else's shoes. Yeah. And I feel like if you, there's a lot of people who can, but don't care yeah. also. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, like they have the ability, but are like, I don't care. It's my... Like, your point of view doesn't matter. It's only mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true too. So, that's, uh, that's a good one. Why does it keep doing this? Um, feeling guilty, ashamed, or anxious often versus feeling accepted, safe, and comfortable, and reassured. I feel like that's super important because feeling guilty ashamed or anxious in a relationship is not healthy no that's definitely like an abusive relationship yeah you're always being made to feel like ashamed yeah or you're always anxious around right somebody definitely like feeling accepted is definitely a huge thing that kind of falls into the whole like being Being yourself yourself. um safe obviously comfortable and reassured that's you know yeah very obvious difference um, self-worth stems from performing in the relationship versus self-worth is built individually. Partner supports however possible. Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good one. Yeah. Because you think about relationships where, like, you know it's not working. Yeah. But you feel like the harder you try or the more you do for them. Yeah, like, you're, it, like, well, constantly you'll, you'll working like, for the validation. Yeah, like, that oh, you're never going to get that I'm worth it now. Yeah. But in reality, it has nothing to do with you. It's no. Them. No, because there's those people out there that you could literally do everything under the sun for them, and it's never going to be good enough. Yeah. It's like that little saying, like, you but could it's be a, the ripest, jubiest, like, juiciest peach. Yeah. But not everybody likes peaches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Literally. I think there's more to it, but, you know. Yeah, it kind of sums it up, though. But yeah, your self-worth especially is it's self-worth. Somebody else doesn't need to validate that for you. 
or prove that yeah. for you. Right. You have that for yourself. And it kind of goes like with happiness. Like you have to make yourself happy. Yeah, exactly. You can't rely on the other person for your happiness. Yes. 100%. percent you going to be sorely disappointed. You have to make yourself happy. Yeah. The whole, like, if you're not happy with yourself, you're never going to be happy in a relationship. It's fucking true. Oh, it is true. It is so true. Yeah. Because if you're miserable, nobody's going to make you happy. You're just going to make the other person miserable. Yeah. And the sad part is, I think there are a lot of people who, like, seek that happiness in other people, and then it kind of destroys that person, you know? Yeah. Because, like, they're in it for, like, an actual relationship where the partner is just looking for that happiness. Right. Yeah. From someone. Um, indirect or direct attempts to control partners' personal, professional, and social life. Hello, red flag. Yeah. Um, versus discussing differences with clear, direct communication without imposing. Yeah. That's a good one. Discussing differences with clear, direct communication without imposing. Yeah, because you're not, like, talking about it, but putting your, like, view on it or your opinion yeah. on it. Discussing, I think, is, like, the key word there. Yes. Yes, because that means, like, open dialogue. Yeah. Not telling someone. See, and I think about this all the time. Like, I could never imagine, and I also say all the time when thinking it, like, had I not had the experience that I had in the past, maybe I wouldn't, I would still put up with it. But, like, me looking at relationships now, I'm like, I would never, ever fucking be with somebody that tried to control me. Yeah. In any aspect of my life. But I have in the past. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yeah. had I not experienced that, would I allow it? Right. Like, did you? Or I is that I'll... why I don't allow it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think, like... Because I did at one point. Like, I have grown... From, like, the worst relationships, I've grown the most. Yes. Oh, and, God, yeah. And you do look back at things you, like, have tolerated. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Like, why would I have ever put up with... Right. And I say to Alex all the time, I'm like, if you ever, like, told me what to wear or, like, told me that I couldn't do something or there's so many, so many scenarios and I would, I'm, I would never fucking deal, I'd just yeah. leave you. And I do think a lot of it is, like, you growing as a person. Yeah. Because, like, once you're secure in who you are and confident in who you are, yeah. like, you're, you're not going to tolerate it. Right, Exactly. Even, like, cheating. Like, that's a big one, obviously. Like, I would never fucking put up with that now, but I used to. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Nowadays, you look at people and you're like, wow, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I was that idiot. Like, I don't Like, even, once upon a time. Like, I don't want to tolerate, like, a stupid message from someone. Yeah, like, right. Yep, nope, sorry. But I like, guess you're before, right. Like, before, like, I would be, like, I would yeah. probably have, like, entertained it or. But that's where I think you're right is, like, it has to do with, like, growing up, too. Yeah. Like, or, like, having goals. Yeah. Like, I don't know, when I was, like, I'll use, like, career-wise for example. Like, when I was teaching, like, I never had an aspiration to be a principal. Yeah. Or, like, anything other than teaching. So it literally so it wasn't was, going anywhere. Yeah, like, status ceiling. quo. So, like, I had time to, like, put up with, like, like, I'd already gotten yeah. my master's degree. Like, the, like, I had no intention of getting, like, a higher degree than my master's. Right. Whereas, like, now running my own business... There's yeah. so much to do and, like, so much room for growth. Yes. Like, you don't have the time for the nonsense that yes. you would have put up with. Exactly. So then we have unable to indulge in individual activities or self-care without partner, without guilt, versus being able to spend necessary time apart without feeling guilt or being guilt-tripped. Oh, you know this is my that, perfect partner. That is a good one. 
Yes. The whole like without guilt thing is huge because I feel like when you feel guilty that your partner's not somewhere, it ruins your whole experience mm-hmm. of like whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, I had a very toxic partner back in the day, <clears throat> short period of time, but I had gone on a vacation with my family, mind you. Oh, jeez. Family. And all he did the whole time was make the trip so miserable. So I had two trips planned. We went to Texas to go visit my brother in the army when mm-hmm. he was in the army. And I was, mind you, I was with my mom and my best friend, three girls and my brother. And me and my friend were supposed to go to Vegas after. We ended up canceling our whole Vegas trip oh because of God, this dude. Because he made it so. So miserable. Um, even like I went on base to go, you know, my brother was yeah. fucking in the army. Because of all of my brother's friends used to hit on me over the phone all the time, he flipped shit about me going on base. Like, it was just miserable. And I think that's so fucked up. And that's, but that's another thing, like, I've also been in relationships where, like, I didn't do anything without my partner. Because, like I said in the beginning, where, like, you feel uncomfortable to even ask to do something without them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had a, I dated someone who, everything, I'll, I can come. I'll, I'm like, no. Like inviting themselves. Like I wasn't inviting you. I was just yeah. telling you what I was doing. Right. I would have asked you and I wanted you to come. Yeah, no kidding. Like I, yeah, to me, like now I, I can't, like I need someone who has their own thing going. Yeah, and I like how they put um, indulgent individual activities or self-care yeah. without partner because like. like you just want to sit home on the sofa. By yourself. By yourself. Yeah. And eat your sushi. Right. And watch Jane the Virgin. <laughs> Chrissy's ideal weekend. It has become my the ideal Friday evening. Yeah. Being able to spend time apart is yeah. And you shouldn't have important. to explain. Like, someone should get that people need time alone. Yeah. You shouldn't have to explain it. That's a huge or, trust yeah, issue. Right or there. make them feel better about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it should just be like, no, you know what? I'm, like, going to stay home yeah. tonight and just chill. It should be like, okay, no problem. Yeah. Not like a not huge like why. fucking big you don't deal. Do you see me? Do you not care about me? Yeah. Are you breaking up with me? Is there somebody else? <laughs> um, we've got healthy intimacy is characterized by mutual respect, trust, honesty, and communication. It involves an emotional connection and willingness to be vulnerable with your partner. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Vulnerability is key. Yeah. Because if you always keep like your guard up, mm-hmm. it's never going to work. That's like that video that I had sent you, I think yesterday, about um, where like being, oh, what was it, about being able to like let your guard down with somebody. Wow, I can't remember what it was. I know I sent you something on it yesterday. Yes, I, like a I send you too, we send each other too many things, so I can't even think of it. But um, like having that, the like you said, the vulnerability, being able to let your guard down with somebody and feel comfortable in, like, all aspects of the relationship. Yeah. You know, that's healthy intimacy. And like they said, respect, trust, honesty, communication. That's yeah. literally what it comes down to. And the respect is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Alex had brought up to me the other day about, he saw a video about, um, like, embarrassing your partner, like, not letting your man be a man in the outside world, like, embarrassing them in public or correcting them in public you know like addressing things in front of other people type of thing and he's like thank you for not like doing that i worked with someone whose boyfriend did that and it was so uncomfortable really he'd like correct like if she said a word like incorrectly or like if she did something he would correct her in front of people and i I literally couldn't be around them because i was so uncomfortable 
that's awkward. And, and they were older. That's like stuff that you you deal with in private. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, like at the time, like they were in like their like late forties, like yeah. early fifties. So I'm like, if you're still putting up with that, like, yeah, that's terrible. And like me and Alex will like crack jokes, bust each other's balls, but like we can tell yeah. that we're joking. You yes. can tell when there's people like yeah. blatantly disrespecting their partner. Yeah, I it it makes me very uncomfortable, and you see it a lot. Yeah, like they like in front of everyone have to like make an issue or yeah, literally, it's it's like, gonna be it for, for like home. attention. Yeah, just yeah. get out of the relationship yeah. then. And and exactly, and I feel like if something like if me and Alex were out and somebody said something and I questioned it, I would wait until it was just us to be like, hey, like what was that about? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's no need to be, like, make a scene. And you're also not going to get as honest a conversation if you're trying to have it in front yes. of all these other people. Yes, exactly. Like, the other person's most likely going to become defensive. Yeah, right. And then it's just going to be worse then. Exactly. Um, so unhealthy intimacy, on the other hand, is a dysfunctional relationship pattern which gives rise to enmeshment and codependency. Mm. Mm. In which, in which boundaries between individuals are blurred, leading oh. to a loss of individuality and a lack of emotional independence. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I I know a lot of people like that. That's crazy. Leading to loss of individuality, which is so fucking true. I feel like there's those relationships where like your partner becomes your personality trait. Yes. Like, that's all they have to talk about. That's all they have. That's all they period. know. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, are now, like, thinking like they think. It's it's a we. It's not a, there is yes. no me and you. It's, like, we are a we. A we. You're one unit. Yeah. Literally. Um, and the lack of emotional independence. Well, because then it's almost like then you can't think for yourself. Like, you got to clear everything literally. with that person. Yeah. So true. I'm not sure what enmeshment enmeshment. I think it means like you're like entangled. Oh, okay. I, okay, that makes sense. As opposed to like two separate individuals. Yeah, enmeshment and codependency. Fuck that. Anyways, um, so this is the part that I was reading before that I was like, this is good. It kind of explains it. It is often a result of a parent-child relationship, in which the parent is overly involved or controlling leading the child to feel responsible for the parent's emotional well-being. Hmm. This pattern continues into our romantic relationships, and we continue to take on the unconscious role of pleasing and feeling responsible for our partner's emotions, all this while not knowing what causes the resentment and sadness, though we are trying our best. That's yeah, so true. And I do think how you are in a relationship is formed by what you saw. Either for the good yeah. or the bad. Like, right. you might see your parents' relationship and be like, I don't ever want, if it's a bad relationship, yeah, you obviously. Don't like, like, I that. don't ever want to be like that. Or you might just think that's a normal relationship. Yeah. And you, like, follow suit. Or there's even, like, where you see that it's not healthy, it's bad, but it's what you go after subconsciously. Yeah. Like, you don't even realize that that's what you're going for. Yeah. Because it's what, like, <clears throat> you knew or how you knew, like, love yeah. for. Right. And or it, like the kid, like when you grow up, or so it says like parent that's overly involved or controlling, but it could also be like the opposite. Yeah, like a parent that you were always seeking their attention. Yeah, you had to like work for yeah. it. Yeah, like you gotta keep working for the attention of From your, your partner. partner. Yeah, 
Exactly. You're going to keep Which, trying harder. Wow. That just mentally fucked me right there. <laughs> I always like yearned for the attention from my father growing up. That once I stopped looking for it from him, I looked from it from, from men. Like, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. If you see these patterns in your relationships. <laughs> I felt like I was just going into like an ad. I did too. <laughs> like if you're experiencing harm, please call. Um, if you see these patterns in your relationships, it might help to revisit your childhood and model healthy behavior to yourself. Reconnecting with your inner child can help you get rid of deep buried guilt and help you lead a more autonomous life without feeling entirely and solely responsible for the emotions and actions of your close ones. Yeah. That's good. You do. It, I, there was something, I think I might have posted it on our podcast page. But, like, you can, like, break off as many unhealthy relationships as you want. Mm-hmm. But, like, unless you fix you, yeah. you're going to keep attracting that same unhealthy yeah. person. Exactly. Just in different bodies. Yes. Literally. Like, you know, yes, it's great if you broke off an unhealthy relationship. But you need to self-heal. You got to fix yourself because if not, like, the next pretty package that comes along, that's the same person. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh-huh. Like, I, for the longest time, went for, like, the emotionally unavailable person. Yeah, same. And, and it it's did- like, you, in your head, it's kind of like, oh, well, you're, like, blind to it a little bit. But that's also what you're attracted to, so you don't realize it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like over here with my finger. <laughs> and it was like literally it was just the same, literally the same person. Yeah. Just in different bodies. And it's funny now because it's going to sound crazy, but like when I think back on like different guys, like I almost get them like confused because they <laughs> literally were the same person, just like your, your stories within your relationship. Yeah. Like if sure. I'm thinking like of who it was and I'm like, oh, it was, I'm not going to say anything so and so yeah like and it really wasn't it was like a different person yeah but it was like because they literally acted now looking back were the same exact person yeah just different bodies and different names yeah that's crazy it's so weird like looking back at like your past relationships too like and like seeing the patterns yeah there is a funny like meme it's like if you line up all of your exes (laughs) you can see your pattern of mental illness yes so true yeah it is sometimes i'm like horrified at myself me too me too i say it all the time but then sometimes i feel bad for like then there were like a couple of nice guys yeah but i was just so fucked up i'm like yeah no now that i'm thinking about it too like every time that i've tried to go to therapy for like my issues and relationships it always leads back to my father makes so much sense yeah well because that's really the first like, relationship, like, you have. Yeah. Is with your parents. You know, we could do a whole podcast episode on my dad. <laughs> if anybody's interesting, <laughs> interested in hearing, uh, let me know. That would be an interesting one. That would be a good one. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure we'd get views. <laughs> Learning about Cynthia's fucked up past, why, why I am the way I am today. God. All right. So... It make, does make you nervous, though, that, like, just anybody can have children. Yeah, no fucking kidding. Because then you're fucking them up for future generations. If you That's are. what blows my mind about them not, like, fixing people. Oh. Because, like, if you see this person who's in here with their third fucking child and they don't even have their other two, why are you, why yeah. are they allowed to have another one? No, and it's crazy because, like, I went through that with 
like my cousin's kids that my parents were, were raising. Yeah. And they literally, because my mom said one time, like something about when she, I can't remember if it was when she was having the second or third baby. But like, you know, we are prepared to take the baby. And they're like, well, we don't take them away immediately. And my mom's like, why? And they're like, well, it's a different baby. And she's are like, are you fucking but it's kidding the same me? Parents. Like, it's like, you think it's just this baby. It wasn't gonna, the kids that yeah, got. Like, you think this baby looks different? They're going to be a better parent? Like, <laughs> Like, that literally was the response from That's insane. From like, well, it's a different baby. So we, we need to give them a chance to fuck this up. Yeah, let's just fuck up another kid. we take the baby away. That's mind-blowing. Right? See, I yeah, I never understood that. Never understood that. No, like, you should be required to pass some sort of competency. Like. Yeah. Something. Or, like, you go for your first initial, do you have any prior kids? They ask you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would, I think that they should probably question if you have custody of your children. Yeah. Like how many of those children are you, are now in your care? Yeah. Because I know there's people who have like, like, um, oh, no, I can't even say that. <laughs> I was going to give an example, a real example that I know, but that's not true. But for example, there are families out there that do only have like one kid taken away from them right. and they have like three others. Yeah. Which I get. In that scenario, there's probably different circumstances. Right. But, I don't know. I don't think that you can really fix yourself if you're not fixing yourself for the children that you already have. Right. What makes... Yeah. What what, what makes the third child any more special? And it's stress... Like, it's stressful. So, if you already have some ish- underlying issues, then you're adding the stress of raising yeah. a child. Oh, yeah. Like, it is only going to make it worse. God, yeah. No fucking kidding. And then those kids now are going to enter relationships. That's just going to be... It is. It's like a cycle. A continuous, like, unhealthy cycle. Yeah. Yep. One big circle. Yeah. And it just keeps coming back around. Because you are right. Like, if you think about the, the, there are people out there who look at their parents like, there's the, the kids who are fucked up where they look at their parents who are also fucked up and they look up to them. It's really sad to see, too. You know what I mean? Like, because you know they're going to turn out just like their parents. Yeah. But you're right, that that is the only thing that they know. Sad world that we live in. Yeah. It really is. I hate talking about kids and, like, where this world is going because it just fucks me up. Did you see the whole Target thing? No. Okay, we'll talk about it off the air because it's kind of controversial. Anybody who has seen it knows what I'm talking about, um, but I don't want to put my opinion out on the internet because that's not what we talk about here. Um, So, yeah, with that being said... Uh, this pretty much covers our episode and thank you for liking, commenting, sharing. Thank you for listening every week. We appreciate you guys and we will see you next week.